All those things we can't say on the radio. After Breakfast with Mark and John. So we spent the day talking about jams and jellies. Did we spend most of the morning talking about jams and jellies? <laughs> More than we probably should have. Um, it all came from the uh, culture quiz question today, which was about homemade gifts. 85% of people who have uh, who are stuck at home during a long quarantine say they're going to give away homemade gifts. Well, here was the answer. Do you have an answer yet? Not yet. Is it homemade gifts? First caller right out of the box, homemade gifts. Have you ever given something away that you've made yourself? Yes. Oh, okay. The only thing I ever make is a mess. So it's tough to give that away. Who's this? Sharon. Sharon, what have you homemade that you've given as a gift? <sighs> Jams, jellies. So then we started talking about, what, preserves and marmalade. Oh, yeah. So, you know, we missed some songs we should have played. Jam up and jelly tight. Oh, it's one of my favorites. Jam up and jelly tight. You probably don't remember Tommy Rowe, do you? No. Yeah, I, I didn't think so. You remember this, though. Moulin Rouge was a fascinating movie. Did you ever see yeah, that? Was, yeah, I did. It was, it was one of those, I mean, it was out there. It was way out there at yeah. the time. And, of course, the um, LaBelle had the original version. That was like Christina Aguilera and some other people do. I don't remember who else is on that, but I know it was Christina Aguilera. Right. Singing that version of Lady Marmalade, which we have discovered is a different kind of preserve. Was it a preserve or a jam? It was a jam. So, yeah, a little both. I all right, guess. that's a enough. Pres preserve. It's that's a preserve. Enough. Yeah. That's enough. It's enough about <laughs> jellies and jams. As promised, um, I had a great interview uh, last week with uh, Jennifer Finnegan Poole, who is the founder of a group called Single Mom. It's M-O-M-M. -M. Their website, singlemommom.org. And uh, we talked a lot about single moms and about their effect on, the, uh, on, on this area. And one of the big things that my concerns has always been affordable housing here. Mm -hmm. Affordable housing here is, is probably something that needs to be solved from a commerce standpoint. Because there's a lot of people who, who would love to live here and would love to work and you know, work in jobs that are open, but can't afford to because you can't afford the house or you can't afford housing. So um, her interview is coming up next. News that isn't horrible on after that. And I still think the joke about them using the same holes over and over again at Mackinac <laughs> Island is funny. You thought it was funny. Oh, I'm dying. I so thought funny. it was funny. Uh, thanks for listening. The interview's up next. Have a great day. Super. Tell me about Single Mom. The email I got from Chelsea is the first time I've heard of this organization. I apologize, but tell me about it. No, absolutely not. In 2008, we were formed, and we were formed uh, by single moms for single moms. I myself was a single mom for seven years. I'm the founder, and we are run by six staff members and hundreds of community volunteers throughout the greater Grand Traverse area. We serve about 1,400 families a year. And our goal here is to help every single mom that wants to reach healthy independence reach it. And what that means is we don't focus on handing out Band-Aids, like temporary fixes, but really offering that heart surgery. Like how do you restart directionally when you become a single mom or advance vocationally or overcome personal barriers or, you know, move through maybe what has happened in the past to a place of empowerment and just being like the best mom that you can be for your kids. So 
we are a group that focuses entirely on uplifting the single mom household. We're a nonprofit. We are a faith-based organization, but we see moms from every walk of life. Everybody is welcomed here, and it has just been a place of joy that we have been able to operate all these years um, in our area. As a single mom yourself, what is it that, I mean, what's the number one thing that you feel Mm -hmm. a, a single mom, I mean, what's the number one thing they need? So I was a single mom for seven years. I'm not currently a single mom anymore. Um, But myself, my coworkers, we've been single moms or are single moms. And there are three things. It is affordable housing, quality and safe childcare, and vocation that's conducive to parenting solo. And those three things, obtaining them, having a plan on how to continue to support that, what to do um, community-wide to just really stabilize um, and bring security to your home. That is one of the, that's the greatest need. If the family can be safe and thriving, then the kids are um, able to continue to excel and move forward. And so that is something that we see over and over and over again with families that walk through our doors. We could do two hours on affordable housing in this part of the country. It's, it's, it's a major problem. And I, I don't, I wish I could wave a magic wand or snap my fingers and somehow get that figured out. That's just that. I mean, that hurts not just the single moms itself, but the businesses that want to hire the single moms. It does. And that is the part that becomes, you know, somewhat maddening. And then you put into that currently with the COVID situation and we have less childcare opportunities. And so it is this fine balancing act and we use professionals in community. We come up with very innovative approaches to how we handle things. We've had a lot of ability to stay fluid because we're privately funded and we we have a residential program actually, but it all pivots on the generosity of the community because we take over like a house or maybe apartment or a granny flat that someone allows us to use for like up to two years. And we help a woman restart there so that she gets her financial footing and then can make it through that economic gap to really um, be able to afford to live in this area. So it is, it's a challenge, huge challenge. So for Christmas this year, you've kind of set up with books a million and TC uh, to uh, help buy uh, gifts, not for the single mom themselves, but for their kids. Yes. So this is our fourth annual um, BAM partnership, Books a Million in Traverse City, and it is the most amazing experience all the way around. When you go to BAM, you're asked up to December 13th if you'd like to buy a book or a non-book item for a child of a single mom. We collect all of those, and then in years past, we've had a huge event where we've actually set up a physical store And women get to walk through the store and select one book and one non-book item for each child in their home. So the mom has a connection to the present. They get to pick out what makes their kid's heart come alive. And the community member member gets to purchase this and know that it is going to a home um, that is in need for Christmas time. This year, we are going to do an outside um, major Christmas event 
for up to 150 families. But we are going to do our store virtually. We're going to allow women to shop on a virtual store and then have the presents waiting and ready with a big sign that says, do not open until December 25th. (laughs) A major problem with kids, I know. Right. <laughs> the uh, the whole idea. So it's at Books a Million. Uh, uh, hopefully there'll be like some suggestions here. I'm just a grumpy old grandpa and I never know the right thing to buy uh, anymore because well, I'm not following it. You're in luck because not only do they have suggestions, but right now, just to brag a bit on our local BAM store, they are number one in the nation for Christmas collections already. The number one person raising um, donations for a Christmas initiative is working at our local store. So they are fantastic at suggesting what you could get. Christmas time must be one of those almost like good news, bad news times for a a single mom. I mean, you're happy and and your kids are excited. And, uh, but I, I guess there are times when you feel like you just can't do enough. There really is. You know, if you think of the scenario that, you know, we rightly so talk so much about Santa Claus and what Santa Claus brings and the joy and the gifts and the anticipation for Christmas morning. And sometimes sitting there as a single mom, you have concern on if you're going to be able to, you know, just live up to the, um, the standard of Christmas morning. However, what is really amazing with this is that these women that maybe are in a place where they've been able to provide Christmas maybe for three or four years, and maybe this is their first year as a single mom, and the finances just aren't there. This allows them as they go and pick out the item. We had a woman years ago go in, she saw a Lego set, she picked it out. She hadn't had any presents for her son. She was certain she wasn't going to be able to get anything under the tree. They opened it up on Christmas morning. They put it together during the day, um, had the most amazing memory. And two years ago, she walks into BAM with the same son who's grown now, and they bought a Lego set and donated it to this. So it's really about looking at the families that right now are struggling and being able to give them this Christmas blessing, knowing that as they participate in our mentorship classes and really start to move forward, they come back and they give back. And I just think that's beautiful Christmas spirit. Single mom, M O M M dot O R G the website, the uh, books, a million uh, buy a gift program goes on until December the 13th. Jennifer, is there anything else uh, you want to uh, uh, tell people? No, just if more than anything, on behalf of all the single moms that are living in the greater Grand Traverse area, we are so appreciative to our community and for um, blessing this year. It will go to probably 400 to 500 children. It is it is truly a beautiful gift. Thank you so much. We will use uh, this in two ways, Jennifer, so you know. Number one is that we'll use portions of it that are edited That'll be uh, on the air either Monday or Tuesday, depending on what is going on. And, you know, because you never can predict over a weekend what what's going to happen over the weekend that we might talk about on Monday. Not that it's a strange time right now or not, anything. Not right. Not that anything like that is happening right now. Yes. And then number two, I will take the entire, it's about seven minutes and we do a podcast every day. So whatever day I use the edited portions on the radio, I'll put the entire interview on the podcast. So it'll be in, in both places. Okay, that would be fantastic. It's the news that isn't horrible on The Light Breakfast Show.
They say that the flu vaccine, the flu shot you get every year is about 60% effective. But that's enough if everybody gets a flu shot to keep flu under control. Pfizer announced yesterday their COVID-19 vaccine is 90% effective. 90% is a game changer. Now you're hoping to have a tool in your war against this pandemic that could be significantly effective. The uh, head of Pfizer, Alfred Boria, they say we could be getting vaccines, not we, of course, but those in the most danger of catching it could be getting a vaccine sometime before the end of the year. That'd be good news. Congratulations to Chris Nickick. He's the first to finish an Ironman triathlon. Well, okay, he's not the first. A lot of people have done it. He's the first at age 21 who's done it with Down syndrome. Despite getting fire ant bites and falling off of his bike, he finished up the 112-mile bike ride along with the run and the swim in 16 hours and 46 minutes. Congratulations to Chris. And the folks in North Attleboro, Massachusetts, have a little bit of a sense of humor, and they're in the Christmas spirit. It seems potholes are still are already a problem in North Attleboro, Massachusetts, so they've been filling up the potholes with Christmas trees. They fill them up with dirt and plant a little Christmas tree in there. I don't know if it fills the pothole, but it keeps you from running over it, I guess, and messing up your car. Reminds me of the story somebody told me once that uh, they drill holes in the ice and Ma- around Mackinac Island so they can tell how thick it is so the snowmobiles can go out in the wintertime. And they put Christmas trees in those holes so the snowmobile knows the route to go through over the thickest ice. And I think they use the same holes every year. In any case, uh, North Attleboro is already into the Christmas spirit, filling up their potholes with Christmas trees, and that's news that isn't horrible on The Light Breakfast Show.